Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor at Harvest Baptist Church. We spend 25 minutes together every week telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We have two services at church on Sunday morning, one at 8.45 a.m., the other at 10.45 a.m. There's also Japanese and Korean translation available during that 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also the service we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This Sunday morning, part three of Matthew 5, 13 through 16, Salt and Light. And this will also be our Vision Sunday. Let's begin today's harvest time by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Welcome back. Hey, half a day, Chris. Thank you. It's good to be back, uh, both back at Harvest and back at Harvest Time. It's been a couple of weeks that I've been out, and so I'm, I'm glad to be back in the saddle with this. This Sunday is a couple special things happening. Uh, you mentioned Vision Sunday. So annually, we have a Sunday when we kick off our new theme for the coming year, um, and introduce just some uh, initiatives and some ideas that we have moving into this year. So that'll be this Sunday. And then we'll be finishing up a series that we began, as you mentioned, in Matthew chapter 5 a few weeks ago before I was gone unexpectedly. We're going to get the third message in that little three-part series on salt and light. Um, Matthew 5 gives us this instruction that we are the, the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. And we've been talking about this idea of impact and influence and what that looks like. And so I hope that you'll join us. Uh, If you don't have a church home, we'd love for you to come. I think you'll find Harvest to be a place where uh, just people are, uh, there's a family that loves to be together, um, that there's a place for belonging. We're going to open up the scriptures and uh, try to teach them in accurate and practical and helpful ways. And we'd love to have you join us this Sunday. Well, I'm really thankful to uh, have with us uh, in our studio on Harvest Time here, Dr. Scott and Carolyn Hughes. Welcome, both of you, first of all. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the time. I know just like a lot of people, you both have uh, busy schedules and a lot of things going on with family and work and all of those responsibilities. So thank you for sa- taking some time for us to uh, talk here today. Um Dr. Hughes, you're a medical physician, and I want to ask you a couple things about that here in a minute. Carolyn, you have a background in teaching and are teaching now um, here at uh, HCA, and um, that's been uh, we're really thankful for that. Thank you for your ministry in in that area. And then you have you have kids and a family and and all kinds of stuff. And so I'm anxious to uh, to uh, maybe delve into that a little bit here today. But maybe we could begin with your um, relationship with God. Um, Scott, could you talk with us about how how you met Jesus, what he means to you? Yeah, sure. And that was uh, <laughs> quite the uh, kind of story for me um, and really involves Carolyn quite a bit as well, too, because yeah. uh, I, we, we actually met at the at the Air Force Air Force Academy um, and I was a couple years in front of her, and and uh, I, I I saw this this girl walking around the school, and kind of like, hmm, who's that? <laughs> and uh, we we got a chance to talk, and one of the very very first questions out of her mouth to me, really in terms of any sort of a relationship, was, well, are you a Christian? <laughs> and uh, you know, I kind of uh, kind of sort of been to church 
sometimes and sort of knew some of those things. And my answer, of course, was, well, sure, if that's what's going to take to be around you, that's what I'm probably going going to say. But honestly, I had really no idea what that what that really meant. Um, But, you know, through her influence, I actually did start going to a church and did start uh, understanding uh, more of really what that meant to be a Christian. And I realized at at some point in that process, and well, no, I don't think I would really kind of fit this description of what she has as a, as a Christian. And, um, you know, I, I really, uh, really say that, you know, it was, uh, it, actually we were at, I was at church by myself. I wasn't with her. Uh, it was on a good Friday and, you know, that was, it became very uh, clear to me and apparent to me what Christ did mm-hmm. and what he had to do and why he had to do it for me. And, uh, you know, that was that understanding, I think, for me of I am a, I am a sinner um, and he had to come and pay the price for, for my sin. And, you know, and again, there wasn't any, there wasn't like a specific invitation, hey, do this, do this. You know, it was just, I think, the understanding of he, he had to save me. He has to save me. He has to do this. And I want him to do that. And, uh, and I, I, you know, because again, there wasn't like, okay, oh, there's an invitation. I walk up and, and, you know, sign a name or anything. But sure. that was, that was the time. And uh, that, that I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm now, truly a believer and a Christian. Um, well, I think that word is so important. I'm a believer. I believe yeah, this. Right. You know, what What we've just talked about here on Good Friday, what Jesus said, I believe this. Yeah. And uh, and then, then it was the, okay, now how do I live this? And uh, that, that we, we're, we're still working on that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, still still trying to grow and, and develop in our, in our faith and, and, but you know, I, I think especially that first year was a big time of discipleship as we were we were living in the Phoenix area and found a great church and a great small group hmm. um, that really helped and, and led and, and mentored and discipled. So, Carolyn, let's back up in your story. Um, you grew up where? What? How'd you get to the Air Force Academy? And then tell us the rest of that piece. I grew up in Minnesota. And my parents both um, grew up in Christian families, and we, you know, I went to church all the time. You know, I was in a Christian family, and I remember when I was five, my mother asked if I wanted to pray the prayer. And um, so I would say that, you know, I accepted Jesus in my heart when I was five, you know, as a child typically does, and um, grew up in the church and um it's been an interesting process of learning more and more how sinful I am and how much I need Jesus uh, just because you know when you're a child and you you do what your mom and dad say all the time you think yeah I'm a good person but mm-hmm. it was the realization in the t- when I was in my 20s that no I'm not a good person nobody does good nobody not one and that I needed Jesus to save me just as much as anybody else, and it wasn't on my good works. And so I think it was just more of this realization that um, I didn't save myself. Jesus saved me. And um, it's, you know, we've 
made our, you know, the effort to raise our children in the church and nothing has been drastically different in my life. It's been interesting watching Scott interact with his family because he's the only Christian in his family. But um, I think that's... So both met at the academy and then married sometime after that. Tell me, tell me the family story, maybe both of you together. Uh, let's see. I, I started in 1985 at the academy, graduated in 89. She was two years behind me, uh, left uh, after the, the, her first two years. So we, we got married in, in 1989, then basically a month after I graduated and uh and then wandered around with the air force for a number of years um and our, our first uh, first few assignments um deployed a bunch of times you know all those things that that kind of typically happened and it was um first first child born about five years after we were married so and in that time she was in uh, finishing up school and you know, again, we, I was getting established initially, uh, with my, my first career in the air force, uh, flying. And, uh, and that's kind of how we got started. And, and Carolyn, tell us about the family. You have how many children? We have seven children. Um, our oldest Alyssa is 28. She graduated from harvest in 2012. Um, when we were stationed here the first time, um, and then our son Wesley and his wife Abigail live in Texas, and they have two children and another on the way. Our daughter Heather is in law school in Nebraska. Then our daughter Laurel graduated from Harvest in 2019. She's in Idaho um, trying to go to paramedic school. Our daughter Rose graduated from Harvest in 21, and she's at, in architecture school at Judson University outside of Chicago. And then Evan and Olivia, our youngest two, are here. Um, They're both um, sophomores in the high school here at Harvest. Okay. And you teach, um, teaching science and uh, part-time. Tell me about Mm -hmm. your teaching career. Yes. So this is interesting. Um, Until 2021, I was a homeschool mom. Mm -hmm. And so... um, I homeschooled the kids up through some level in high school and then um, let them finish off somewhere else with somebody other than mom. Hmm. Um, But um, when Rose graduated in 2021, and it was just going to be Evan and Olivia, and the whole family dynamic was changing because of all of them going stateside, I had this sense that Evan and Olivia probably needed something different. And so we considered harvest for them to start high school. Well, then I was out of a job because (laughs) I'd been a homeschool mom. So I um, thought about maybe teaching because there was a plea in the uh, spring. So last year was my first year of teaching physical science to ninth and 10th graders. And it was a challenging year. It was a good year, but um, I had a whole lot to learn. So this year I'm teaching one section of physical science and I'm teaching the honors physics class. So physics is my degree. So it's something I'm really interested in, but teaching it to a classroom of kids is still a challenge mm-hmm. and I'm learning. And doing a great job. We really appreciate your uh, willingness uh, to serve and your the excellence with which you're doing that. So thank you for that. Thank you. 
Scott, you said um, your first career. I want to. We're going to get to how God brought you to Guam, but uh, oh, I think maybe Carolyn said your first time through Guam in your first career. Is that right or no? No, I was All actually right, a physician. Yeah, okay. so I, I I flew for the Air Force for for thirteen years actually, okay. and um, yeah, that, that this is actually kind of part of how we ended up in in Guam as well. I I flew. Um, both uh, EF 111s, uh, electronic combat aircraft, and then I, I transitioned to the B 2 um, bef- in 1994 before the airplane was operational. And then uh, in 97, went out to the test pilot school. And, and so I was an Air Force test pilot, developmental test pilot for the B 2 and the B 1 until 2002. Part of the standard kind of thinking in the Air Force career is, hey, you need to get a master's degree at some point. My, my original undergraduate was engineering um, and a master's degree. And, and people are like, oh, just go get your MBA somewhere. And, and I just, it didn't really interest me. And so I actually went out to Liberty and started uh, with, through Liberty, started working on um, a uh, MAR, uh, Master of Arts in Religion. And part of that was to come out and do a, a you had to do some in-person classes. And uh, one of the classes I went out to, to do was a missions class. And um, God obviously knew that I needed to come and be part of that class because it was, I, I think it just completely <laughs> changed the way I thought wow. and, um, and and really just opened my eyes to that idea and, and the thinking about missions. And Carolyn will probably tell you, I came home and said, okay, that's it. We're done. We're getting out of the Air Force. I'm going to do this. We're going to go into mission. She's going to, whoa, whoa, time out. <laughs> what, 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 what are you talking about? Yeah. And, um, uh, and, and really at that point, um, I, I think the other thing that was happening simultaneously was we were thinking, or I was thinking, you know, I had thought about going into medicine when I first started at the Air Force Academy. And um, just a variety of reasons to kind of push me a different direction and it flying. And, and I, I, you know, I think that was a great thing to happen to me because I look back now and think I would not have done well, probably coming right out of school, going into medical school immediately. I, I just, I needed some time. I needed sure. that. Uh, I, I think, um, and yeah, so we, we got done with, uh, I got done with that class. We came back and then, and then it was, all right, I really do think now I want to go into medicine. I want to be, I I want to to switch. I want to switch careers. And it took us a while to get there. Hmm. Um, and, and partly that was just the demands of the job at the time. And, um, I needed to get some classes done that I didn't have as an engineer before going into, into medicine. And, and, and trying to work that out and actually going out to California, being part of the test pilot school and the program out there gave me some opportunities to do some of that additional work and training uh, through the schools in California. So, yeah, it was kind of a long ways around to finally get into, into medicine. And I guess I yeah. didn't ask you this before. Did you did that medicine, uh, that medical training happen while you're still in the Air Force or after you? So I technically separated uh, okay. from the Air Force in 2002 and uh, went to medical school. We we switched corners of the country, went up to the Northeast, and, okay. and to, uh, did my medical school at Dartmouth, and then uh, and then did my residency training at the University of Nebraska. Then back in the Air Force uh, okay. at that point. So, 
you know, we graduated from residency or I graduated residency in 2009 and then we came to Guam. Okay. Yeah. But, well, tell us about that. What what brought you to Guam? Because it's pretty cool how God brought all these pieces together. I mean, in, you know, kind of a varied past to direct you here and what God's got you doing right now. Right. And and I think part of that, again, was just the uh, the, the timing of, hey, uh, you're a guy with, with previous experience in the Air Force. And traditionally what happens is uh, at a residency program like that, you're going to get sent off to Korea by yourself for a year unless you volunteer to do something really different. Mm. And um, we thought, well, what could we do that's different enough that they <laughs> that let us to stay all, all together? And, and Guam was on that list. So um, we kind of came by accident okay. and, uh, and 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 get out here and. And, and and really loved it and it and again it really opened some some missions uh, opportunities when we got out here yeah yeah and what year was that when you came out 2009 okay was when we first came okay yeah and you guys here been involved um, in church and church planting when you first came um, with a church plant up in the north part of the island and uh, and then now God's direct you we're so thankful for um, God bringing you to harvest and I mean, just the many places that you're serving and your gifts are being used. I mean, we just sense God's hand in that as well. Uh, Scott, you serve as a deacon. Of course, Carolyn, you're serving in the school and then then other areas. I wanted to ask you both about two other things. Um, Our time goes so fast when we're doing this, but um, one is you You guys have both started to begin kind of launching uh, military ministry. Harvest has had this for a while. Um, we've had a COVID years where, you know, just we had a lot of complications with that. But um, relaunching, I guess, restarting some military ministry. Can you just tell us, uh, you know, what maybe some things are happening with that? It's interesting because we're trying to figure out, yeah, what that means. Um, having been in the military and moving around from church to church, um, it I just want to be able to extend to our the military members that uh, um, attend Harvest that we are glad to have them here mm-hmm. because they're transient and. They don't always get a welcome because not everybody wants to make friends with somebody they know that's is going to be leaving. And so our heart has just been to say, hey, we're so glad you're here. We know you're here for just a short time, but we're so glad you're here. And we want you to feel at home. And if you need anything because you are so far away from home, we want to be able to reach out and help. And so I think that's just kind of the, the philosophy before behind what we're trying to do. And we're just trying to see if we can connect people and, you know, just be an extra set of friendly, welcoming hands and, you know. Yeah, I love that heart. Um, Military have been such a core part of Harvest Ministry from the beginning. In fact, I was just talking recently with a family that, uh, a local family that was here early on and, and they talked about when they first came to Harvest, it was almost all military. And um, because that's sort of how, you know, kind of it launched in the early years. And, uh, but over the years, you know, we just have loved um, uh, military members, families, but, uh, you know, singles as well that have just, although some have been here just a short amount of time, have thrown themselves into the ministry, have served in so many ways. And, 
felt like, I think for so many people that have come through here in various ways, but particularly in the ministry, Harvest has been, I think, a key spot of, for some of them, reconnection spiritually. I tell people um, that Guam in general seems to be a place where if you'll allow it to happen, um, it can be sort of a resetting uh, of life and things slow down a little bit here. There's a lot a lot of the distractions that you might have in other places are limited. And there's a unique opportunity for God to take this time and really mold us. And we're watching that happen over and over again. And so we thank you guys for your special burden for that. And I think some of the ways that God's equipped you for that. And we see that ministry expanding and growing. And then also you mentioned as well, and I didn't know about that, but that a small group or community group was so uh, important in your early family life as believers. And uh, actually just this week, uh, Harvest has launched our community group ministry, and you guys are one of our group leaders, our small group leaders. Just talk about that for a minute, Scott, kind of maybe the influence it was in your past and what you're excited about now. Well, I again, I think as a, a really a new believer at the time, um, that group was really instrumental in that initial mentoring mm. that I really needed, that I didn't really understand that I needed even. Um, but again, I think that group was really important in that just kind of initial growth on, hey, this is, you're you're a Christian. This is, These are the kinds of things that uh, you should be thinking about, you know, that you should be doing that, uh, you know, again, things that you should be thinking about and shouldn't be. I mean, there was just, really basic things there that, that came out of that, that group for me, but I don't even think they realized they were, they were kind of imparting or trans transmitting uh, at that point. And, and I guess I realized that, you know, as we, as we lead a group too, that, you know, we're maybe we're thinking and saying things to us that make, you know, total sense to us. This is kind of basic information, but there may be someone, you know, in those groups going, I don't know, I've never heard that before. And, you know, I've never thought about it that way before. And, you know, they have the chance, I think, to to, to look at that and, and get that information, kind of interact with it a little bit differently than than obviously in a in a worship service. And maybe they come up afterwards and go, what did you mean by that? And and you've got that opportunity and chance to do that in a small group that you don't have in a, in a service. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for being willing to serve in that and lead in that area. Um, uh, we did launch our community groups just this last Sunday night, and uh, we're really excited about what God's done. I, I think Pastor Jake is the one who's been uh, leading the launch, but I think we launched 21 different groups all across the island. We're meeting on Sunday nights, and uh, I think there's about 130 families uh, or individuals that uh, connected, and a little bit over 400 different people that last Sunday night were part of community groups kind of across the island. Maybe as we exit out of this, I can have Chris um, give us some information about if somebody said, hey, I'd be interested in joining or connecting with one of those groups, we can give you some information about that. But um, anything, Carolyn, from you that you'd say as you look at you know community groups happening now and your, leaders, your, your family leading this, anything that you're looking forward to with that? It definitely will be a chance to get to know some different people on a you know, a much deeper level than yeah. Sunday morning. And it that's always just, you know, a great time to get to know really what's making people tick and a chance to share life with them. Yeah. 
I agree. That fellowship, that koinonia component, which is part of our church body overall, but some individual relationships that can develop week after week. We are excited about that. So, well, again, thank you guys um, for um, for being willing to talk here today, but I really appreciate your family, um, your faithfulness to God in the way that you've really uh, invested yourself in the life of the church. And we believe God's placed you here in, in areas that we've needed. And we thank you for that. Look forward to serving together. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, we want to invite you again to services this Sunday at Harvest Baptist Church. There's an 8.45 a.m. service and a 10.45 a.m. service, and we'd love to see you at either. There's a Japanese and Korean translation opportunity for you there as well at the 10.45 a.m. service, and that service can also be viewed at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. Now, you can sign up for one of our community groups on that same website right on the homepage. These groups meet all over Ireland in homes, and they do so on Sunday evening. Go to hbcguam.org, and you can see what we have happening all around the island. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.